Everything is inspired by the teachings of his divine grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada, who is the founder of Acharya of the International Society for Krishna Consciousness. Om Aginati Mandasya Ganagana Salakya Chatsurun Miritam Yena Tajmai Sri Gurave Namaha Sri Chaitanya Manobhistam Stapitam Yena Bhutare Sayam Rupa Karamayam Dharati Swapadantikam thought we'd talk today about the precision of God. He's not random. He's not vague. He's not approximate. Well, maybe I'll do this or maybe I'll do that. He's precise. He's exact. Just as he uses strategically the right people, good breaks, to move us towards our destiny, he will also use, just as strategically, adversity, disappointments, closed doors in order to get us to where we need to go. At the time, we may not understand it. We think, this couldn't be God. I just lost my job. This couldn't be God. I'm in an ugly legal battle. This couldn't be God. My friend turned on me. No, Krishna, God would not have allowed it had he not had a purpose for it. He may not have sent it, but if he allowed it, it means he can turn it around and use it to your advantage. Krishna sees the big picture in our lives, the things that we can't see. He knows what we're going to need in a month, what we're going to need in a year, what we're going to need in 20 years. From the Srimad Bhagavatam, one of our scriptures, we learn how Krishna strategically placed Prahlad Maharaj, a devotee, to take birth in a family of demons. Not only did he take birth in the family of demons, but he took birth as the son of the king of demons, whose name was Hiranyakashipu. Now, Hiranyakashipu was no dummy. After all, he conquered the universe. So he was insightful enough to see Krishna, God's hand of irony in the fact that one of Krishna's devotees had taken birth as his own son. He gave this example to his relatives. He said, a forest of sandalwood trees, very hard to cut down. The sandalwood is hard. Most wood from which you would fashion the handle for an axe will break when it's applied to the sandalwood tree. But there is one type of wood that's hard enough that you make the handle of it it will not break. It can cut down any number of sandalwood trees, and that's the thorn tree. So Ranikashipu recognized that this devotee of Vishnu, this Prahlad, has taken birth in a family of demons, just like a thorn tree can grow up in the middle of a forest of sandalwood trees, and that thorn tree ends up by providing the axe handle, which then cuts down the whole forest of sandalwood trees. Ranyakashipu predicted correctly and accurately that this Prahlad will be the handle of the axe, the axe being Vishnu, which will cut down the whole tree of our demoniac family. Now it's interesting that hundreds of years before the birth of Prahlad, Ranyakashipu was doing severe austerities, severe austerities, while he was standing on one leg in the tree pose with his hands above him. For literally thousands of years, ants came and ate all of the flesh off of his body. So he remained standing, circulating his life air within his bones only. So powerful and impressive was his austerity that Lord Brahma came down and offered him a boon. He first asked Brahma for the boon of immortality. Brahma, the Lord of our universe, said, even I'm not immortal, so I can't give you what I don't possess. So anyway, they went back and forth. 
And eventually, it came about that Aranyakashipu thought that he'd been strategically set up to become immortal so that then he could go on and tyrannize the whole universe. Brahma gave him the boons that he could not be killed. Think about yourself. If you had these boons, you might start thinking that you were immortal. It's not immortality outright, but in a roundabout way, I think you can understand how Aranyakashipu thought he would become immortal. The boons he got from Brahma, the creator of this universe, he couldn't be killed by day or night, by land or sea, inside the house or outside of the house, not by man or beast, nor by any weapon. Well, wouldn't you think that would cover it all? He thought that he'd become immortal, so that then he went ahead to tyrannize the whole universe. But the fact was that he'd been strategically set up to be killed. As it turned out, not on the land or the sea, but on the lap of the Lord. Not by day or night, but at twilight. Not inside the house or outside of the house, but on the porch. Not by any weapons, nor by any man or beast, but by the fingernails of the half-man, half-lion incarnation of Lord Nishringadev. Would you agree with this statement here? The door to opportunity swings on the hinges of opposition. Prahlad not only became installed as the king in place of his father, but because of his having kept a good attitude and passed the tests of faith, ten generations of his future descendants were awarded liberation. What happened? The Lord used opposition to create opportunity for his pure devotee. Now, we're not always going to understand when something happens. Well, true faith is trusting Krishna or God when it doesn't make sense. Believing that he's strategic, he knows what he's doing, even if we don't exactly know what he's doing. Why did my business go down? Why did my child get into trouble? Why did that relationship not work out? You may never know why at any time in the near future, but you can come back to this core truth that Krishna God knows what he's doing. And his plan for your life is good, that even in opposition, he's creating opportunity. Somewhere down the road, it's not going to work against you, it's going to work for you. If you don't understand this principle, you're going to live frustrated. There are going to be times in Krishna's divine plan when it will look like you're going in the wrong direction. Your back is facing your goal. You know you're supposed to be going this way, but you're headed in the opposite direction. Well, this is where faith has to kick in. Will you trust him when it seems like you're going the wrong way? Will you keep a good attitude when you're praying for increase, but seeing decrease instead? Will you stay in faith when you got passed over for that promotion, though you were the most qualified? God, or Krishna, knows what he's doing. He would have never allowed that to happen if it was going to keep you from your destiny. He's too strategic to throw these things randomly into your life. It may not seem good, but if you'll keep moving forward, one day you'll see what it was that God had been up to. Now this is important. He does not take what to us always seems the logical way. We think we'll go from A to B to C to D. That makes sense to us. That's logical. The Lord moves in mysterious ways as wonders to perform. He plants his footsteps upon the sea and rides upon the storm. His ways are not our ways. He may take you from A 
to B, all the way up to R, then back to C, then to M, then to F. If you can see the plan that Krishna God has for your life, I can tell you right now, it would not be in a straight line. Now we've all crossed streams on stepping stones, I take it, especially in Utah. What comes to mind of that stream you have to cross on the way to the Diamond Fork Hot Springs. The stepping stones start off straight, first two or three towards your goal, then there's a turn, then there's another turn. Now you've done a U-turn, you're headed back to where you started, you're going in the wrong direction. Does it make sense? Then one stone is a little higher, another dips down just below the surface of the water. At some point, you could be on a stone that Krishna or God strategically placed for you, but the stone has you facing in the opposite direction. And when that happens, it's easy to think, Chiru, this is not Krishna's plan. I don't care what you say, I'm going the wrong way. Why do these things keep happening to me? All I can tell you, stay in faith. Krishna's plan is not straight, so don't expect it to be straight. Don't insist it to be straight. Allow for curves, for detours, for U-turns, shortcuts. After all, he plays a flute. He wears a peacock feather in his hair. He's got a mischievous smile on his face and a twinkle in his eye. Have fun with it. You're not in control anyway, so you might as well have fun with the ride that Krishna's going to take you on. And we all want to go to a higher level. We all want to see more and more of God's favor in our lives and the lives of our families. Sometimes you have to come off the mountain that you're on, go down into the dark valley, not to stay, not to take up permanent residence, so that you can then go up on a higher mountain further on. Krishna has something better, something bigger. You haven't seen, heard, or imagined what he's got in mind for your life. Too often, we think, Krishna, I'm going backwards. You said higher, I'm going lower. You promised rain, I'm experiencing drought. Don't get discouraged. Krishna is simply bringing you down one mountain so you can go up a higher mountain, strategically placing you so you can see more of his goodness. If you just stay in faith, one day you'll look back and say, it was good I got pushed out of that job or I would have been stuck in a limited environment. It was good that person left me or I would have never met the love of my life. It was good I went through that difficulty. Not only did it make me stronger, not only did it make me develop greater confidence, but in the opposition, Krishna was creating opportunity. He was putting me in position for something bigger, better, greater. We see this principle at work in Prabhupada's life. He founded the International Society for Krishna Consciousness in 1965. He was given the instruction by his spiritual master all the way back in 1926 to go to the Western countries and spread the gospel of Bhagavad Gita. Unfortunately, at the time he received the order, he was a married man, he had a family, he had a job. So he tried to parley his job into enough wealth so that then later on in life he could finance an overseas mission. Never happened. He ended up going to America in 1965 with only $7 to his name. Seems like he was way, way, way under finance. But you can go today to his room in Vrindavan and in a glass case on the wall are those original $7 that he brought with him. You may think he was under finance, but actually he had $7 more than he needed because <laughs> they're still there on that wall in Vrindavan. 
At one point, he managed to get an old typewriter, two-finger packed, a 1,100-page manuscript of the Bhagavad Gita. There was a break-in in the office building where he was staying, and not only did his manuscript get stolen, but the typewriter too. Later on, one of his younger disciples was walking past a pawn shop in Manhattan, recalled that Prabhupada had lost his manuscript, lost his typewriter, he saw for $35 a dictaphone advertised in the window. He went and he bought the dictaphone. He brought the dictaphone back. None of Prabhupada's hippie, bohemian followers knew how to work a dictaphone. The dictaphone was there, but they all stood around scratching their heads, couldn't figure out how to work it. Just so happened there was a student from a college who had gotten credit that if he would work for a nonprofit for the whole summer, he would actually pass this particular course. He could type a hundred words a minute from a dictaphone. So he said, I have this arrangement with my school. If you guys can give me some material to type, I can give you three months. So in that three months, he not only revived Prabhupada's Bhagavad Gita, but teachings of Lord Chaitanya and several other literatures as well. Think about it. If Prabhupada's manuscript and typewriter had not been stolen, his disciple would not have thought about picking up a dictaphone. And if the disciple hadn't picked up a dictaphone, the student who had the credit wouldn't have stayed with the Hare Krishnas for the summer. But what do we learn from this? If you find yourself facing in the opposite direction, don't get discouraged. Those stones are temporary. Don't focus on where you are. If you isolate one stone, one bad break, one disappointment, one bad relationship, one dry season, you can get bitter and sour. That stone is just one step in the overall plan of your life. It's not the final piece. The end of your path as a child of the Most High God is victory. It is dreams fulfilled. It is promises kept. Don't project your whole future based on one negative stepping stone. Prabhupada, in spite of setbacks, in spite of so-called shortcomings, disadvantages, he kept on being his best, honoring God by chanting his holy names, even when things weren't going his way. He ended up founding a worldwide spiritual organization called the International Society for Krishna Consciousness, which has 800 branches worldwide now. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Sometimes it may seem like you're stuck on a stone facing the wrong way. Don't lose sleep over it. At some point, you're going to step past the stone of being rejected. You're going to step past the stone of being lied about. You're going to step past the stone of a bad break, the stone of disappointment, the closed doors. Well, true, if life is so good, why did I have the stone in the first place? Why did my child get off course? Why am I struggling at work? Can I tell you? It's just a test. Krishna strategically placed you there. He would never allow it if you couldn't handle it. Maybe a big challenge, but it's not too much for those who keep the Lord first place. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. You are a child of Almighty God, armed with strength for every battle. If you just keep in first place, you have the unlimited Lord of millions and millions of universes breathing in your direction. Like Prabhupada, 
You can step into promotion, step into favor, step up to new levels of your destiny. Our challenge is just do your part and don't get stuck on one of those negative stepping stones. Don't complain. Dig your heels in. Have the attitude, I'm in it to win it. I'm not going to let this critic, this person leaving, this rejection, this closed door cause me to get sour. I know it's part of Krishna's plan. I know he has strategically placed me here to grow me, to promote me. If you have that kind of attitude, you may go down, but you're not going to stay down in defeat, in depression. No, you're headed upwards to victory, headed towards overcoming, headed towards the fullness of your destiny. People can't stop it. The economy can't stop it. Governments can't stop it. Nothing can stop what God has strategically planned for your life. Think of all the stepping stones in Prabhupada, our founder's life. At his birth, an astrologer predicted that he would found a worldwide spiritual movement. But he got married. Looked like he was on a stone facing the wrong direction. The wife that his parents chose for him had no missionary spirit whatsoever. He had five kids. He had a business which ended up not making a lot of money. Looked like stone after stone after stone heading him off in the wrong way. He reached his late 50s. Old age itself seemed another stone facing him the wrong way. Young men might single-handedly found a foreign mission overseas, but hardly ever would we expect that of an old man. At this stage of his life, he could have thought, it's a pattern. I'm cursed. These stones are all going the wrong way. Surely I must have missed Krishna's plan for my life. No, Krishna is directing our steps, not just when things are going our way, not just when we're getting promotions, not just when we're young, not just when people are being good to us, even when the doors close, even when people are not being good to us, even when circumstances don't seem favorable, those even whens are stones which are still in the hands of God. Our question is, will you trust him even when you don't understand? That same Krishna who held Prabhupada back for almost 50 years with a single puff of his breath in his own time and his own way thrust Prabhupada forward into the annals of universal spiritual history. So what about us? Don't get discouraged by the problem. The problem is part of the process to bring about the promise. Krishna is not going to just bring you out, but he's going to bring you out of those troubles better off than you were before. Now you just have to keep moving forward after the hardship, after the breakup, after the disappointment, with the conviction that after there will be great joy, great hope, great opportunities, great relationships. Every setback is not the enemy. Stumbling blocks to some are stepping stones to others. If that disappointment, that setback wasn't going to serve a divine purpose, Krishna would never have allowed it in the first place. Our advice is quit fighting everything. Come back to a place of peace. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare.
Don't be discouraged by what you may be going through right now. Your time is coming. Where you are is not where you're going to get stuck. Krishna put you in the valley, not to stay, but to pass through so that you can then go up a higher mountain. Some of you might be living frustrated because of what somebody said, because of what didn't work out. Now, if you'll keep passing the test, I predict that you'll come out vindicated, promoted, increased, stronger, healthier, happier, and greatly blessed. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. I think we can all agree that you wouldn't be who you are today, nor would you be where you are today without the difficult times. Am I wrong? In that opposition, Krishna was creating the opportunity, developing you, positioning you. I challenge you today to be excited about the afterwards. It may not make sense right now. You may not understand it right now, but that's what faith is all about. Someday you'll look back and say, Lord, thank you for that failed business. Thank you for that betrayal. Thank you for that person leaving me. In the meantime, by faith, come back to that place of peace. Take it as a strategic stepping stone, not a stumbling block. After the difficulty, after the storm, after the disappointment, after the sorrow, there will be great joy, great health, great relationships, great opportunities, great abundance. And after this very, very brief present lifetime, you will go back to home, back to Godhead.